focus, focus. Boom, welcome to the Knowledge Drop. Today's guest is the one and only B-Boy Crumbs. Yeah, man. How you doing, mister? Doing great, man. Okay. We have the London, UK Championships, Undisputed. Haven't been here in like 10 years, so just glad to be back. And it's cool that you're out here too. Get to judge and have a good time doing what we love to do. You know what it is. Got a long day ahead. A lot oh, of prelims. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Once we get to the finals, it's going to be some heat. Solos battles. and crew battles. Don't forget dope. about the crew battles. That's what's up. Yeah, one of the only crew battles out there these days. You got, I, know. I think Sad, freestyle man. sessions still make some. Mm-hmm. At least some years. Yeah. And then UK champs. But very, very limited. Very limited. Yeah. Most of it is only solos. Mm -hmm. So looking forward to today. You know, it's kind of crazy how that reversed because in the 90s it was all about the crew battles and then it just went to solos and that's crew. And then going from Battle of the Year format, doing your show first, then heading to the battles and then afterwards. Lots of changes. It all goes in circles. Mm -hmm. Maybe. The next thing is doing a crew showcase. Absolutely. Again. Who knows? It'll come back. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, talking about Battle of the Year, Battle of the Year 97 was one of the tapes that really influenced me as well. Oh. I saw it on oh, yeah. Viva German Music Channel. Oh, shit. After seeing B Street, Wild Star, Star Wars. That was like the first thing that we saw, and I was like, damn. They played the whole battles on TV? No, it was a recap in a rap show called Word So, Cup. Highlights? Highlights, nice. yes. Yeah. I caught it by accident. I was mm-hmm. recording the show. I was already sleeping because I was young, of course. And then one day, I wake up the next day, check out my recording, and I'm like, damn, there's, there's, there's a b-boy looking guy, there's this blonde guy with superstars and an Adidas jacket, long hair, <laughs> and it says Thomas as the name. Yeah. So he's speaking in German. I didn't right. know German at the time. So I'm like, okay, this looks familiar, run DMC kind of look. And then he goes into the final battle. Freaking Southside Rockers against Style Elements. Yes, sir. First time I saw you guys, that blew my mind, man. That's awesome. Dope, dope, respect. Thank you, brother. Any classic battles that you wanna wanna highlight? Like what are your most most memorable battles? Uh, well for for both solo and crew, uh, there's so many, man, so many good ones. But you know, as far as for solo, the one that everybody always talks about is my battle versus Benji in France in two thousand two. Through that. You know what? I was there. You were there? I was there in the front seat. Bro, so you <laughs> felt it. Yeah, I felt it. Different times, the clip right? Is dope. Yeah, but, but if you were there, yeah, yeah, goosebumps, it. man. Imagine, yeah, you were the damn. That's crazy. So you it's felt the front it, man. row, and I felt it. Yeah, yeah. It was that one of the craziest battles. That I've ever probably seen live, for man. me was the not just talking about our battle, but the the atmosphere. Yeah, right. And Lords of the Floor too got the same kind of atmosphere. It was the mm-hmm. same year. Yeah, two thousand two, Lords of the Floor two thousand one and two thousand two, the second one. And I battled Benji in 2002 also. So 2002 and Freestyle Session 2002, that's the other one I was going to mention, was one of the most memorable ones. Which it was one? all that. five, Freestyle Session? I think, yeah, I think so. Maybe seven. Seven yeah. might be, yeah. yeah. We came down in 2004. That was Freestyle Session eight. Yeah. So, yeah, a couple of years before it. Right. That was crazy too. But I'm just saying that year mm-hmm. was like, as far as the atmosphere and crowds, it was at the height. The yeah. peak of just rawness and just everyone going crazy. Everybody seeing seeing these new elements for the first time and really appreciating them. And, you know, crowds are still cool. Like, it's different now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. But you felt it. That's awesome you were there. So yeah. that, that, was, that was like for everything from the, from the battle to the atmosphere to, you know, being in France in his home in his in his country you know mm-hmm. kind of like a rocky situation Hell yeah you know it was really really dope yeah at that time battle. he was he was considered like one of the greats of that time in france 
So it was dope to see that somebody from outside can come over there in the home city and make some. <laughs> oh <laughs> make yeah, some noise yeah, man. I mean, he he was buzzsawing through everybody at that point. But I'm from, I'm from an era before him. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe even two eras, because in breaking eras are like two years. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then everything changes. Yeah. And so yeah, it's funny how that even came about. Like I was. I think I was in France doing some shows and he was like, he told me in the hotel room and he was like, you know, you're my favorite B-boy, you know, I want to, I want to battle you. So for me, it was like a backhanded compliment, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Because, mm -hmm. you know, especially in the 90s or, or early 2000s, we took that, you know, serious. But, um, but I was like, okay, it's weird that he's asking me, but it's, I guess it's polite. You know what I'm saying? Because we usually just call somebody out. Yeah. Um, so, so I was like, didn't think much of it. I was like, oh, whatever. And then I got a phone call like a week later okay. from a promoter in France <clears throat> trying to set it up. And we did the business. The, the numbers worked. And I was like, all right, cool. Fuck it. Let's do it. Oh, nice. And that's how it didn't all know came the together. Backstory. Yeah. Just saw the lineup and a couple of other people in Finland. We had Lisa, Taya, and Ata. Everybody was like, nah, we gotta fly out for that. So we did the crew battle too. It was five on five, but it was only four of us. Mm. We entered, but that battle was the highlight of the night for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that was the main, the main event right there. It was wild. Wow, yeah. dope. 20 years later, jump forward, boom, still training, still battling. Yes, sir. How do you keep up with longevity? Any, any insights on how to stay consistent and how to stay in the game? Um, man, just stay active yeah. number one you know and uh be honest with yourself you know right now i'm 43 years old i i still move like i'm in my 20s as far as speed and you know power and none of that's left like i still have that because i think because i'm one of those guys that never stopped mm -hmm. i didn't take mm -hmm. a year break only injuries you know yeah. to to heal but that's it like when you stop for five years ten years and then try to get back into it you know, it's, it's a different, it's a different ball game, man. So I stay consistent. Um, but you do have to change the way you train. Like in your twenties, you can train six to even sometimes 10 hours a day, mm -hmm. splitting the training up three times a yeah. day. You know what I mean? Eating, resting <laughs> in between sessions. And now obviously you cut that down a lot, do less breaking and more like swimming, riding the bike, cardio stuff. That's not going to wreck your body because breaking is so hard on the body yeah. your ligaments and joints i look at it like like um like your vehicle like your car you know what i'm saying all these ligaments are like brake pads and they're gonna wear down you know what i mean <laughs> like i have some body parts that there's no more ligaments there you know what i'm saying or or they're just worn out mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so what saves me is doing stuff like yoga the extra stuff that we didn't do in our youth stretching uh, the tedious work, like TRX band work, weight training, but not heavy. You know, there's a science to it, like keeping your body right and not destroying it and keeping it strong so that you can prevent injuries. And um, yeah, so that that's what I do. Just less breaking, more other things that I didn't do before and just training smarter and not harder, yeah. right? Maybe some of the blow-ups from the past, you kind of leave in the past. Could I still do them? Maybe. Mm -hmm. if, you know how it is. If you don't use it, you lose it. You got to train to get it back. But what's the cost in that? Like, am I going to get injured and, like, 
be out for a year because I wanted this one blow up. So it's just the mental thing, right? It's more than diversifying yeah. your training. And then Back as you then get older, have to do it. Yep. exactly. As you get older, the experience kicks in and the ideas never stop. So, you know, I get better in so many other areas that I wasn't good in when I was younger. True. Right. It makes you think differently. So I was just lucky and blessed to have a creative mind to stay, to adapt, evolve, and create my own path and continue it. So dope, yeah. And like you said, some of the aspects simply get better. Some of the physical physicality might go out, but mm -hmm. at the same Depends time. Depends how you look at it too, you know what I'm saying? But the yeah. experience, the flavor, the mm -hmm. expression, all of that stuff simply just keep, keeps getting better with time. Absolutely. Dope. And there's no... There's no rule, but there's no handbook to teach us how to adapt and evolve, right? It's all yeah. trial and error. So that's what it is. I just try a lot of different things and I figure out what works for me. Everybody's different, right? We're all different body types, different mentalities. So what works for me may not work for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you never know. Yeah, you got to stay curious. Mm -hmm. Can't be stubborn. You got to stay curious, try out new things and take what works. That's right. Yes, sir. How's it going as far as business and, and work and what, what all kind of stuff do you do back home? Yeah, um, pretty good. Just growing, man. Growing and evolving. I have a, a lot to catch up on in that area, the business area, because I neglected it for pretty much my whole career. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, we just like, when you're younger and when I came up in my eras, we're just thinking about being the best. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just... That's it. Just one track mind, just breaking, breaking, breaking while you're neglecting your brand, your business, all of that stuff. Right. Um, so I, I barely started focusing on that stuff, maybe at 35. Right. So I missed out on all that time. So right now I'm playing major catch up, but It's, it's going pretty good. I see like how my breaking got better. The business is getting better, obviously. And right now I'm in, in a pretty, I'm, I'm happy with where I'm at, you know, uh, with my school, Six Step Academy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Students are growing, um, um, building the online presence as well with the online courses and all of that stuff. And just trying to get all that going simultaneously while still breaking myself yeah. and still doing what I do in the, the physical realm of traveling and judging, competing when I want to still and all of that. Because I still love doing all that stuff too. But I, I'm at a point where I can like, uh, I have to be mindful of, of what I choose to do. You know what I'm saying? And not try to out, uh, overdo my physical mm -hmm. self as well. Just be No, mindful of all that as well. But the business, yeah, it's, it's coming along pretty good. That's a hard balance to keep. Like it is. This can really take over your life. And same does, same does training. How do you keep, keep that balance? Yeah. It's a yeah, constant usually, balancing act. <laughs> usually when people start doing their business stuff, the other side yeah, just kind of like yeah. dwindles down and then it's pretty much gone almost, right? Mm -hmm. I don't want that to happen. I want to stay relevant as long as I can for, for me, you know, because... I just want to do this forever, man. Like, you know, that's why it's important to get the right kind of team to support you. So you don't have to do everything yourself, but you have people supporting you and helping you out. You don't take all yeah. the workload because yeah. it can be a lot. And that's tough because you know, as well as I do, there's not much money in our field in the underground world. You know what I'm saying? So to build that team, 
you know, you got to pay people and you yeah. got to be a business about it. And if you don't have like the sponsors and the people that back you giving you the funds, then it makes it like really hard, but still doable. You can make it happen. Yeah. You just got to think creatively and outside the box and believe in what you do. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. What's coming up? Let's say a year, two years from now, where do we see crumbs? I think you see me judging a lot. I think you'll see me teaching a lot, possibly coaching, you know, for maybe maybe an Olympic team or something like that. Because I, I see um, I see with the Olympics this year is all obviously solo. But then I, I also see the crew thing happening maybe in 28 in mm -hmm. L.A. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Is for me, I think that is going to be like way better than the solos, you know. So I think we'll eventually get to that. So there's so many avenues and and opportunities out there, and I'm open to them all. And and I always, I always um, prepare myself for anything. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I'm already thinking ahead. I don't know what exactly is going to happen, but I'm ready for whatever and multiple things at once so yeah teaching i love teaching you know i've been teaching for over 20 years every time i travel setting up workshops you know how it is um and then finally with my own school a home base which i never had i would always teach in la at other people's studios and i was like you know it got to a point where it's like dude i need my own for sure yeah so doing that building that i want to open up um a chain around the u.s as well Hopefully before the Olympics in 24, I'll have two locations in the States and just keep building on that, man. Because, you know, building, you know, building the future generations, that's where it's at, man. For, uh, you know, for our careers, we're very selfish, you know, like when we're younger, wanting to be the best and everything. And I've been in this 30 years now. So long journey and, um, I would say about halfway through that is when I started teaching and started to give back yeah, and yeah. be left, be selfless, right? And start teaching the youth and everything. And they, they carry on the tradition and your personal tradition too, like with your own people, your own crew, what you guys brought to the art so it doesn't get lost, right? We see it in videos, but there's no real education behind it, right? So we need to be out there educating them. Dope, dope. Mm. Hope to see one of your students battle in Los Angeles. 24. Yeah, Who knows? me too, man. And if the crew battles will take place, that would be crazy. Mm -hmm. Breaking coming back to the U.S. with a bang and yeah. uh, be amazing. back home. So that would be amazing, man. Oh, Just yeah. Like, keep doing your thing, man. Thank you for the yes, time. Sir, I appreciate you, inspiring. Focus. Keep up with the grind. There's yes, a lot sir. to do. So My man. don't give up. All right? Got Have you, a good bro. time today, y'all. Peace, peace, peace. peace. Thanks for tuning into the Knowledge Drop, y'all. I hope you find it valuable and inspiring. Now head out to bboydojo.com for our free video training and a bunch of other ill content. I'll see you over there, y'all. Peace.